This is Save Cell Chanel, episode 42. If you're new to this podcast, this podcast is dedicated to the different ways I save and sell one day at a time. It's a raw, unedited, uncut audio diary to help keep myself accountable and to look back next year to see the progress that I've made through my saving and selling journey. And today is October 20th, 2019. It is a Sunday. And this week, I'm not really going to focus on saving and selling too much. Because I have so much to talk about in regards to Poshmark and Poshmark-related topics, as well as eBay topics, so I'm not going to talk too much on saving. I'm going to focus on eBay and Poshmark. What I want to talk about first is the Poshmark and the Poshmark app. So I initially had a Posh and Sip that I had applied for a long time ago and let them know, you know, what my plans were in terms of October 26th being National Make a Difference Day. And I collaborated with Uptown Cheapskate Hebner so that um, my group would have a 20% off coupon for their purchase in store. And for those who were going to uh, join in the $15 fill a bag sale, they would get a 15% off coupon. But if they chose to use a 20% off coupon instead, they could. The thing is, I am also doing the coffee edition and I asked Poshmark if I could combine the two in which we would do the fill a bag sale at 10 a.m. And then um, they can shop in store and then we would go to Flying Saucer at 11 a.m. to talk about the topics for the coffee and sip program. And I send multiple multiple emails, attached all of the necessary documentation. And I emailed and I tried to cover all my bases and I reached out to them multiple times and I received a yes to being able to combine the two to make the exceptions for October 26th. So if you're unfamiliar with a Posh and Sip to begin with, a Posh and Sip is where people who sell on the Poshmark app, which is fashion selling app, meet, come together and network and talk about the app and how to level up their game. Now the difference between a Posh and Sip milestone program versus the coffee edition is that the milestone program, you have more freedom to do what you want. You typically get to choose your co-hosts. And um, there are a lot of other things. Let me go ahead and pull it up, actually, so I can tell you specifically what the milestone program is. One second. So if you go and read on the Poshmark, blog.poshmark.com, Posh and Sip section, it says, uh, what are the Posh and Sip milestones? The Posh and Sip milestone program is our way of saying thank you to poshers who host multiple Posh and Sips throughout the current calendar year. Here's what you'll receive with each milestone. First milestone is a Posh and Sip kit. Second milestone is a Posh and Sip kit and a host an in-app Posh party. Third milestone is Posh and Sip kit plus $100 Posh credit. Fourth milestone is Posh and Sip Kit plus Posh Fixings Mystery Box. And the fifth, fifth milestone is Posh and Sip Kit plus Team Posh Attendance. So with that, there's an incentive and there's more freedom to do what you want. Now, if you want to go over to the Coffee and Sip program, it is a pilot program. And some of the things that they were mentioning is that they're still figuring out everything and um, it has different rules and guidelines. So the guidelines are post-rule guidelines for the coffee and sip program. So the coffee and sip program does not have a decor box such as the milestone program and 
we it's supposed to be more of an affordable budget-friendly way to meet fellow Poshmark sellers because in the milestone program previously people have been charging for their potion sips which is understandable because if you have to go and reserve a venue or pay for food or pay for appetizers there's going to be a cost and the host probably doesn't want to get pay out of pocket for all of those things so it's reasonable and understandable why some of the tickets would range from 10 to even $25 depending on the event. Now for the coffee edition one, it's supposed to be more affordable because people are meeting at Starbucks throughout the entire United States. And Starbucks is usually really open to people using their venue for community meetings and as a venue to use. So um, going forward, there's going to be a meeting on October 26th, November 2nd, November 11th, November 16th from 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. The difference for the our Posh and Sip San Antonio team is that October 26th is when we have the Posh and Thrift event and then the Flying Saucer event happening afterwards. We're going to meet up November 2nd, November 9th, and the 16th at the Starbucks at the Quarry between 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. So I'm going to read for, to you what the host role guidelines are says these roles are meant to serve as a guide to help break up the event responsibilities between hosts. If you're hosting your event without co-hosts, you'll be responsible for everything. So it says that discussion lead, arrive at the Starbucks at least 30 minutes early, find an area large enough for a group of 10 to 12 people, create an inviting environment by setting up with the printable table tent. This will help people know where to go. Arrange the chairs for a roundtable discussion. Place the sign-up sheet in a very visible location and post a photo of your specific location in the Facebook event page. During, ask that every attendee signs in on the sign-up sheet. Help guide the conversation and ask follow-up questions. You'll find discussion topics for each week on pages 4 to 6 along with helpful tips for keeping the conversation flowing and take a group photo. After, send a follow-up email that highlights the key takeaways from the discussion, provides some additional questions for your attendees to think about afterwards, and encourages your attendees to come back and bring friends. Be sure to include the group photo. So, immediately I'm extremely confused because I don't, they sent us a Dropbox with different documents and not, it doesn't include a sign-in sheet. So, I don't know what they sent. They sent a document that has some resources, the listing for putting it on Facebook and our Poshmark page, but I don't see one that has the sign-up sheet. So I don't know what they're talking about. Also, it says here, get their email. But the thing is, what if people don't want to share that information? And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm going to talk about the next topic, which it says Posh and Sip Agenda. So you're supposed to go around 9.30 a.m., set up, find an area large enough for a group of 10 to 12 people, arrange the chairs for a roundtable discussion, things I've already told you. Now at 10 a.m., introduce yourself to your guests as they arrive and ask if they want to grab a cup of coffee before you start. From 10 to 10 a.m., you begin your session, make sure everyone has completely filled out the sign-up sheet with their Poshmark username, email address, and social media handles. Find out how long everyone has been poshing and welcome new poshers. Be sure to share your invite code to help them get started on the app. So that right there, it already contradicts itself because 
if you're saying if they already have a Poshmark username an email address and social media handles clearly they already have a Poshmark closet and don't need your referral code so that doesn't make sense the verbiage on here contradicts itself and so it should have been if there are new poshers that are going to be using the app you have to let them know that okay so here let's go back it says find out how long everyone has been poshing and welcome new poshers be sure to share your invite code to help them get started on the app so I feel like that bullet point should have been beforehand because if they don't have a Poshmark closet to begin with, then they shouldn't be signing up because they don't have a Poshmark username, email, and social media handle yet. So that the, the way the layout is, it doesn't make sense if you're in the actual moment of introducing yourself and explaining why the, you have an importance of even creating a Poshmark closet name. And so... I don't know if people just haven't hosted their own events and don't know how it actually happens in terms of the flow of events. So that's something I would personally change. And if you're hosting your own coffee and sip, ask them right away, like welcome them in and ask them, okay, how, are, are you have you sold on Poshmark before? If this is your first time, um, do you want to go ahead and download the app? Please use my referral code. And that's when, uh, once they have a Poshmark closet, that's when I would ask them to sign up and sign their name in the sign-up sheet because it just doesn't make sense if they sign up and then they have to go back and then input all that information. You're having them do work twice and this is not a good flow in terms of introducing new people to the app. And the next topic is topic of the week. Dive into the topic of the week. Encourage others to speak from their experience and share their stories. Be sure to ask if anyone has any questions. Now, that's perfect because it's a general thing and to really help with hosts who've been on the app, who've been selling, to share their experiences because people are new sellers, people are part-time sellers, people are full-time sellers. It's a really good way to share our different strategies. And then take a group photo, get everyone together and ask someone to take a group photo, which is also really awkward because... If you don't have other people with you, you're going to have to ask a Starbucks employee or someone out there hanging out at Starbucks to take a picture of all of you. And that's in the assumption that there is someone there willing to take your photo. Otherwise, you're going to have to use a self-timer to take that photo. And then at 1040 end session, chat with your attendees and spend the rest of the time getting to know one another. Share closet names and follow each other. Help newcomers sign up for Poshmark with your invite code and walk them through the basics of the app. So once again, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow the beginning of the session. I don't know if it's because they assume that people want to learn about the app first and then sign up. So the flow of events from the beginning session to the end session, it just really doesn't flow very well, nor does the logic make sense. I feel like you should have welcomed new postures for learning about the app and see if they would be interested about in signing up there and then and then having them sign up and if they still after they haven't listened to everything yes they should sign up but in terms of that whole sign-up sheet I feel like it should have been it's just it just doesn't make any sense to me in terms of the flow of the agenda another thing that I wanted to mention is that the fact that there hasn't been a lot of clarity or communication and I feel really bad. I have personally hosted two Posh and Sip milestone events 
in the past by myself. And that allowed me to have a lot of free reign and freedom for how I'm going to structure everything, explain things to others, and help network with other people. The thing with this is I appreciate that this is more a structured type of event. And uh, because my second Posh and Sip event was more a coffee and thrift event, where we went to Starbucks and networked and talked about strategies, and then went thrift shopping afterwards, this is a really good way to structure or give some guidance, especially people who are brand new to Poshmark and hosting a Posh and Sip event. For me, though, I because of the app that they chose to communicate all of their um, things um, using the Slack app, and there were hundred, there were so many notifications and so many threads, and it was such chaos this week that it really drained my phone. I was hard for me to figure out where my group was, was what I needed to do where I needed to share links, and it, there was just a lot of really bad communication. And unfortunately, I really feel that a lot of people who were first-time hosts, when they started seeing that and the hostility that was going on and the um, information not being um, shared clearly, and it really put a lot of uh, a bad taste in people's mouths of you know, I already feel bad that they had the courage enough to apply. They got really excited and they were trying to get out of their comfort zone and host um, and meet with fellow postures in the community. The difference between those people and people in San Antonio is that we already have a Facebook, San Antonio Facebook group that has over 73 people. And we've had multiple Poshmark related events almost every single month since February of this year. Now, the thing is, we have a, a group of people, we know each other, we have support, but I feel bad for those who haven't had any posh and sips in their community, and a lot of people are on a budget, and the reason why I'm saying this is because people have reached out to me through YouTube, through Instagram, through Facebook, and DM'd me about if it's something they should do. And I said that you should do it because it's a really good way not only to gain exposure for your closet, but to network for other things. Maybe you learn some learn to meet from someone who has a different background from you, has information from a different industry. But by just posting on your Instagram or on whatever social media platform that you have that you're hosting a passion sip. When you type in Posh and Sip on Google, it links back to whether it's your Eventbrite, your Facebook, or your Instagram page, not even your Poshmark closet. So it links back because of all of those keywords they're posting on Google. And as a result, it brings you a lot of exposure to your closet that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And so that's why I choose and encourage people to host Posh and Sip events, even though some people think it's a waste of time. If you use it correctly to market your closet, market your social media, it helps bring a lot more exposure to you. And if you get out of the com your comfort zone, then you meet a lot of really, really great people. The frustration that I have is the fact that a lot of people started DMing me and because uh, there was so much confusion or lack of communication and information that was um, relayed from the Poshmark corporate people, um, people just started DMing me and asking questions because for me, I have a retail management background. I am also working in very different industries and I've gotten really good at figuring out how businesses are probably going to implement certain strategies. And in terms of this coffee and sip edition, 
I was able to predict pretty much everything that they were going to do, even though I don't work for Poshmark personally. But in terms of combining my retail management and my marketing degrees and seeing just understanding human behavior, I was able to really understand how everything was going to be launched. And luckily for me, I was I predicted it and planned in my own mind. And then once it actually came um, into existence, I realized, okay, so I'm predicting what they're doing. And the re- an example of this is the fact that a lot of people started DMing me asking, do I get a decor box? And when I had stated earlier in this podcast about the milestone program, about how people get decor boxes, and if you are a new Poshmark seller and you see Posh and Sip, you think, okay, well, maybe I get something different. No, it's a coffee and sip. Maybe I get something smaller than the Milestone program. I'm, they're assuming like, cool, I get a box. I get some, some Poshmark merchandise. Get really excited. And especially since they've been seeing a lot of stuff on Instagram or on Facebook or YouTube, they get really excited. Like, oh, great. This is a way for me to get some Poshmark merch. And I, I can't ever get on their um, Poshmark closet in time to buy anything. But the difference is this coffee and sip edition is not the same as the milestone program. Although it says posh and sip, it's really more along the lines of a more budget friendly program. And as a result, the only thing in terms of merch that you get is a Dropbox document that you can use to put some signs up at the Starbucks table. Now I'm going to share with you in a YouTube video soon of how you can level up and really market your tables on a budget. There are acrylic signs at the Dollar Tree that are photo frames, but I've used them for career fairs and had a lot of success using them because they gain attention a lot faster than for you to have that awkward conversation, assuming based on a person's body language that they are interested in what you are talking about. And so I'm going to be putting up two signs on the table. One of the signs is going to be a um, eight by 10 sign and it's going to say, ask us about Poshmark. Another sign is going to say Posh and Sip Coffee Edition hosts. And it's going to list out all of my fellow co-hosts and their names their Poshmark closet, and their Instagram handle. And the reason why I chose to do that versus the um, tabletop thing, which works if you are a single host, but when you have a group of nine people, and we chose to do it this way because people in San Antonio, we all we haven't been able to see each other at the same time, but it's been really great to combine all of our knowledge and learn from everyone instead of having it like oh I wish I went to that posh and sip and having them pick and choose. The benefit of San Antonio is it has that small town feel but it's a huge city and has a good benefit same benefits of a big city and that's why we chose to have a big group because we have like I said before part-time sellers we have one who is a part-time seller who sells while she's in college. We have multiple ones that are part-time sellers, but they do it while they're still working a day job, like myself. And then we have multiple ones that are full-time sellers. So in order to get ideas from those different Poshmark sellers, especially if you're a newcomer and you have a lot of years of knowledge at your just right in front of you to ask the questions, I felt that it was 
better that we could all benefit from each other, especially going into the holiday season. Otherwise, people would have to pick and choose what Starbucks location to go to so that they could learn from specific hosts. And so I had to go throughout on the Slack app to ask people to if they could be added to our San Antonio community. And I'm not being frustrated or angry at Poshmark. There was a lot of growing pains, especially trying to organize people. They, I believe as they said, it was 500 plus toasts. And that's a lot of work. Um, but using that app could have been done better if it didn't have so many threads going on. And unfortunately, there wasn't a video. There wasn't a, there was just a link to how to use the Slack app. And I, this is also the reason why I use different platforms to convey the same message over and over. It's because we consume information differently. Not everyone can read very well. Not everyone is a good at visual um, pictures or visual um, aids. Some people are better at consuming video and audio, and that's why it's better to have a video. So unfortunately, a lot of people couldn't even get to the link to understand how to use the app, and it just created a lot of chaos during the entire week. And not to mention, because Poshmark is on Pacific time, a lot of people on the East Coast were waiting or were notified later on and they wake up in the morning to a surprise. So it created a lot of stress. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of people who were t having the courage to host by themselves ended up dropping out or no longer wanted to do it. And I feel really bad for the areas because I know some people were getting really excited and this is one of those examples where if you see things on social media and you feel like, oh, well, there's nothing in my area, well, you start getting discouraged and you feel left out. And the whole point is with Poshmark and the Poshmark app is to build community. And that's the reason why I tell people if you have any questions, always feel free to DM me or message me because I can help guide you through. Unfortunately, Poshmark has a lot of growing pains, especially in their staff and especially in how to implement a lot of these first-time things. Uh, there, no one has all of the answers, and um, I have done a lot of networking, event planning, and just doing a lot of this from my background, so it's easy for me to do it. But when you start having um, personnel that is fresh out of college, maybe doesn't have very much experience organizing a large amount of people in a friendly and timely manner, it tr creates a lot of chaos. So um, that's why you can always ask me questions if you like. I am more than welcome to help you. But in terms of the Posh and Sip Coffee Edition, now that we've set up the agenda between my co-hosts and I, I feel really excited that these topics are perfect for getting ready for Q4. Well, it is Q4, I apologize, but it'll just be really good for us to figure out what to do. So let's, um, so let me tell you what the topics are. October 26th is best practices when starting your business. November 2nd is packaging 101 and November, I'm missing a day. Hmm. November 2nd is packaging 101. November 9th is sourcing strategically. And hold on. 
November 16th is building your brand. So there is a lot to talk about and additional potential topics. Um, so I really like the structure of the Posh and Sip Coffee Edition. It's really beneficial for people who are introverts or are getting out of their comfort zone and are trying to figure out how to even structure an, an event because maybe you're you work in a place where you don't have the opportunity to have a meeting and this is a good way to um, better yourself. So now I'm going to transition over to eBay and the frustrations that I have from that app. Um, because I have I've been finally watching YouTube videos and catching up on all the eBay glitches, it finally hit my account. So if you're a fashion seller on the eBay app, your uh, sizes have gone away. There have been new um, filters, required filters on the on the app. So for me, when I looked at my account and started seeing all these notifications of what's missing on my account, what do I need to change? It was I, I thought that I had changed it. So I it took me about five to ten minutes to change one listing. And then I woke up the next morning and I realized, oh well, I have new filters that I need to fill out based on the information that I filled out yesterday. So it's just been constant new items that are saying oh it's not it, you're missing information you're missing information and some of these new fields are not required and I'm I'm just getting really frustrated because of it it's taking away a lot of my time and I feel frustrated especially for those people who have full-blown businesses who now have to assign these tasks to their employees because instead of growing their business or keeping the business going they have to take the time to redo work um, and also, the thing that I've noticed is that items that I've already sold, they're getting relisted twice. It happened for a pair of jeans that I sold months ago, and I go on my listing, and I'm like, why is this listed twice? So for me, I keep my active listings around 200, and that's for that reason, because I'm a part-time seller, and I, I don't have time to keep up with, every, like, let's say 400 and 800 listings. I just do not have the time to keep up with that when it comes to eBay. And I'll also cross-post it to other platforms. But for me, I, it's starting to make me think that maybe I have to start listing all of my stuff on Poshmark instead, on Mercari or Depop, because I don't have time to go back and redo work I've already done. I also, although I was having more sales, it just, maybe I have to re-strategize my selling techniques, such as just putting toys and hard goods on eBay, um, because it won't require those size requirements, all these questions about clothing. It just, the filters or the fields for the clothing section have been like 20 uh, items that I have to fill out and that I don't have the answers for or it's redundant because I have the information in my pictures and the people can find it there. So that's extra time that I'm wasting and I just, I don't know what happened. But I do want to mention that after, I've been getting more sales on eBay and, eBay, and um, they finally gave uh, an email with additional 500 uh, e auctions or listings, which I haven't seen in quite some time. So I don't know what happened after that CEO stepped down. I've been getting more promotions. I was stating pre on my previous podcast that I wasn't getting any of those emails to get those free listings to put them back up. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I want to list there now because it's going to put more work on my, on my plate. So I, I'm going to, I'm still working on my strategy. Um, I know this is not a good time, especially since it's Q4, but 
you know, that's, you gotta pay to play, um, so to speak. Um, but that being said, I'm going to go ahead and leave the podcast here. It's just been after everything that happened this week, I just need some time to myself because I'm still working my day job and I'm just organizing all the craziness and been answering questions. I really want to upload this YouTube video and also I'm doing a $25 giveaway for the Uptown Sheepskate Hebner um, locations for a gift card if you want to shop at Uptown Sheepskate. Check it out on my Instagram on Save Sell Chanel and I'm also growing my YouTube channel. Um, definitely check that out as well. Oh yes, I forgot to mention, at least there was something positive this week. Yesterday I had a speech where I spoke to students um, at a conference for the Texas Association of Journalism Educators where I shared my blog in which I talk about the sustainable fashion mission and how I combine my love and my passion for sustainable fashion with selling on apps such as Poshmark. So that was a good opportunity. Those those kids, those, and I say they're kids because they're less, they're um, still in high school, but they really grilled me and they asked really difficult questions that I have never been asked before in regards to my blogging, in regards to what I do. But it really energized me because these were questions that I didn't think they were going to ask at all. And they get, like really dig really deep in terms of why I cre even created my blog and to confirm whether my information was correct. So that was a fun experience. I would definitely do it again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave the podcast here this time. Um, I hope there is no more glitches on eBay and that everyone who is hosting a coffee and sip event has a very good first coffee and sip event next Saturday. Definitely DM me if you have any questions on Instagram on Save Cell Chanel. Um, but otherwise, I'm going to talk to you next Sunday. Hopefully everything runs smoothly. And as always, have a wonderful week and find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.